Alright girls and boys, the pairings are done and the rounds are up. C4 Squad presents the Rounds Are Up podcast, an AMG-focused podcast to get you gaming, chatting, learning, hanging out, and perhaps even hosting some awesome rounds of Legion, Armada, X-Wing, MCP, and Shadow Point. Yeah. I'm Pablo. I'm psyched to be hosting today's episode along with the usual stellar crew that we get on this podcast, including the one and only Curtis. And hello, everyone. I am pumped after last weekend. I mean, I got pumped, but at the same time, really, really enjoyed it. Great time playing some X-Wing. Excellent. And the big man in the background, always on the keys, Adam Brown. Yep. Uh, piano man here, uh, Adam. Tell you what, boys, I was a bit of a piano man on the weekend with uh, getting two wins. Yes, yes, we'll get. I took a year off X-Wing and came in and got two wins, boys. Easy, easy times, easy Spoil- money. Spoiler alert, let's save it. Save the good bits for <laughs> the topics today, which will be, again, spoiler alert, our little jaunt to top ride and rolling some dice in the, the tournament there. And we'll talk about our results um, or the lack thereof and uh, go from that plus brand new segment to the pod view my unit now hold judgment you're gonna enjoy the view i guarantee it but (laughs) if you don't like the title that's fine we can get there we'll take some suggestions on it but as always, first up, no, no some suggestions. Plugs. We're sticking with it. I don't care. We're view sticking with you, my unit. All right. My, I always sound. We can to me like that. no one else has the balls to try it. All right. <laughs> it Ooh. sounds so much like a Mr. Burns song in the back. I got him dancing around singing "Me My Unit." Okay. <laughs> see my vest. See my vest. Oh, anyway, that's the one. <laughs> so support the podcast, guys. Virtually buy us a drink using our Ko-Fi link in the show notes. Look, it's not free for us to run these things. We give up our time, but we're happy to give up our time, but it does cost to put it up on platforms. So if you can give us any support, any support at all, please go to Ko-Fi, donate what you can, if you can. We really, really appreciate it. We're trying to bring things to you. Is it is it Ko-Fi or coffee? <laughs> No, it's Ko-Fi. It's like JB Hi-Fi. It's got a hyphen between the Ko and the Fi. Yeah, but it's not Fiona. It's Fiona. So it's like, you know. But it's Fiona. Just go hang out. Go hang out on June. Oh, my gosh, Adam. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Is it Dune or Dune? Like, who knows? (laughs) So (laughs) is it Dirge or Derby? Dege. It's Dege, isn't it? Anyway. Just, just Guys, get on look, there and We support. appreciate the support. If you're listening and you appreciate what we do, honestly, if you were listening every single week, throw us like so a little bit of spare change. It would be really, really appreciated. Um, you know, a couple of dollars per viewer goes a really, really long way to keep us running, guys. Or maybe if you've got an opinion or on if it's Ko-Fi or coffee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Tell us what it is, and then we'll run with that. Like, I think it's yeah. that easy, isn't it, boys? We'll, we'll put it up for you auction. You decide the outcome. Who bids, who bids the most on the pronounce pronunciation? Ugh, God, I can't even pronounce pronunciation. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like, hard. Moving Words on. are hard, Pablo. Yeah, well, it's well hard. we've just spent two minutes plugging our, our, our Patreon and our supporters link. Uh, Pablo, please move us on. Thank you. Events, people. Events is what we're talking about. Shadowpoint launch party. It's coming together nicely. We're getting that space really nicely set up. So please come along for that in the first Saturday of June. Uh, Facebook and Discord, obviously, for the details. And X-Wing, our first X-Wing tourney for the year, 20th of May. Again, deets on the Facebook. Save that day, 28th of May at Element Arcade in Gosford. Do we want to maybe, will we think about linking those, the players pack maybe in the show notes for people who are listening? Sure, absolutely. We can do that. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Make it easy for everyone. You're on the streaming service already. You may as well just click that link right below the show notes (laughs) and off you go. I think we're at about nine or 10 so far, aren't we? Nine or 10 registered. I think we've got a cap of 16 just because of the play space. We are up to 10. That is correct. So, yeah, limited spots left. Limited spots. You've got six spots left. You've got three weeks to go. We've got one of Australia's big players, Khan. He's probably going to turn up with double fire spray. Kanan. Whoa, 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 whoa. We've got what Adam of, Brown, what the, the what black sheep coming from behind. Easy win, boys. We'll get to it later. Anyway, <laughs> Adam, I, what I do have you something got for I us? Say. I have something I want to say. Join our Discord uh, we have players in there every night playing Legion. We've even had some people in there playing X-Wing lately, people getting geared up for Shadowpoint. It's a very active Discord. We run leagues. We're doing a randomizer league at the moment where everyone is unhappy with the lists that they got. Uh, <laughs> I've, been very much enjoying, I've been very much enjoying the private messages from people going, my list is really bad. How do I get a new list? Well, you can't. Like That's part of the thing. And if you're listening, that yeah, this is you. This is directed at you directly. Um, but yeah, it's been, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been a really successful so far. I'm really happy with all the talk that's been going on about it. So yeah, join our discord, join a great community of people, learn about our events early and be part of happy gaming. Guys, seriously, the discord is so active. We're playing and Legion is a long game to play. There's a game of Legion, if not two or three every single night, Adam's been diving into X-Wing every second night with players in the community. There's so much going on. If you feel like your Discord or your messenger is quiet, join us. Seriously, you will pick up a game at least once or twice a week, all the time, guaranteed. And that's the best place to leave listener questions as well. So it is win-win, win-win. You get to interact with us. You get to you get to get us a Kofi. You can do whatever you like. So it's all happening. <laughs> Well, well, we'll we'll put some rules in eventually, but yeah, do whatever you like at the moment. Speaking about doing whatever you like, do you guys want to view my unit? I have been waiting for you to ask that question ever since I joined C4. <laughs> Come on, tell me what your unit looks like, Adam Brown. This this week, because we're doing a bit of an X-Wing themed uh, pod, we're going to look at Anakin Delta 7 and Anakin Delta 7B. So a bit, of a, a bit of an old school Republic unit. But at the event we were on at the weekend, I think Republic was very heavily shown. I know the, one of the players who won was running Republic, Tim. 
And, you know, one of the players who came third, myself, third voice, third, number three, uh, he was also running Republic. Name dropping. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, who but, did yeah. you lose your only game to again? To Tim, and I'm happy to lose to Tim. Um, do you really want to talk about losses, Curtis? We'll get there in a sec, I guess. So No, I live vicariously through Albert. <laughs> <laughs> the one player I beat went two and one. He went better than me, but I beat him. I it hurts, but anyway, we'll get to that eventually. So, um, who should Adam, be, so uh, so Tim ran Delta Seven B Anakin on the weekend, and he had Chopper on him. So Chopper is after like the first two. Like, I might be getting this wrong. It's been a little while since X Wing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what it is. And you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. So Chopper made famous. Are you sure in it was the Chopper? Chopper's not available to Republic. No, no, there is a Republic. Yeah, is there? See, it, it's a uh, C110P. Yeah, if there was one over right now, if there was one player that I could assume had the right build, it'd be Tim. <laughs> no, no, he was a world's world judge, he was world the world's judge, judge. He is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so he ran I'm going to stay now... to get his attention and make him listen. He's wrong. Now, Chop Chop, he, after the first two turns, which gives. The guy is running on an evade and a stress. He then gives someone at range one a jam. And I don't think a turn went by where Anakin didn't jam one of my ships because he can use his ability to do a force reposition to get even closer to you and then jam your ass. And he was just to the point where I'm like, I'm putting this focus token down so you can jam it off. <laughs> And as soon as he'd move, I'm just like, I'm going to move this focus token off because I know you're going to jam it. So he got a, he got very good. Uh, he got a lot of money out of that. So I think Chopper, for me, would be a great person to put on mm. Anakin. I'm not sure what else you can fit with him on the Delta 7B. But yeah, Anakin with, with that. I don't really know what force powers to use with him. So Pablo, can you read out what Anakin in the... Deltas do for the kids playing at home. For the kids playing at home, for the classic reading of the cards. Yep. After you fully execute a maneuver, if there is an enemy in your front arc at range zero to one or in your bullseye, the little thin thing straight at the front, you may spend the force and remove one stress token. Now, mm -hmm. one of the great things about that particular uh, ability, sorry, I was, was going to say something different there. Pilot ability is that he has some excellent red maneuvers that gives him stress. There are two sloops. There is a 4K and the juicy 5K. That that jumping across the board and behind somebody at range zero to one, ditch the stress. Suddenly you have all those lovely little things, the reposition, the jopper jam. Uh, I mean, it is stellar with Anakin. And specifically, when you talk about sometimes risking that red maneuver uh, and you know missing the the trigger because you're not in the right arc or the right range, you've still got a very tanky Delta Seven, you know, defensive behind force uh, ship. So it's pretty good. I don't know many ships he wouldn't like to be paired with, especially in a Republic faction, because he's got the force. He can take locks and have the force. He can reposition and have. You know, he's jamming people. He's a pretty, like, while he is expensive, in the faction, he, he fits in quite well in that ace category. You know, I6, double repositioning ace with the force. You can't, 
you can't ask for much more, especially in a chassis with three health, three shields. Uh, I saw him paired with Ahsoka, which I think was more of a, he wanted to get in Anakin and Ahsoka, which is like the dream. So well I done, did. Tim. I am so happy I'm on that level with Tim because I know um, how tactical had, Tim is. I picked it. And then he had uh, Wolf and I cannot, oh, and, and Click, Wolf and Click, my two favorite uh, units in the game. Uh, it was kind of horrible to see them across the board because I'm like, damn it, they're, they're, they're my boys. <laughs> you know, they're, they're my clones. I've claimed those clones. So, Adam, because you played Tim, I didn't get the, the chance to play him and see well, you how had to, Ahsoka... You had to win your first it. two games to play Tim. Well, I won my first <laughs> I one. <laughs> I won my first one. And then my second one was against someone who finished top four, which you... Uh, did you finish top four, Adam? Yeah, yeah, I was in top four, mate. He's third. Out of 90, was it? 90 of my, us? My two <laughs> losses were to the top four guys. Um, so my curious question is, did Tim use Ahsoka's ability often to get Anakin's reposition with anything in particular? Like, because when I looked at this unit, I paired it with Ahsoka purely because of the fact that she can, um, even if Anakin maybe had a turn where he didn't remove the stress the turn prior, because she's initiative three, she could perform a manoeuvre, spend a force and help him to perform an action even if he's stressed, which means he could barrel roll or boost to possibly gain that advantage to use his own ability. Did did he ricochet Ahsoka? Not once. Not not once. He didn't do it once with with that combination. He had them on different sides of the board, and I think it was probably for the better. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't think he's able. But I can, I can see how how there is synergy. I think that's what the, what the, what you guys say in, in the business world. So synergy. There was a bit of synergy there to get them to get them working together. Oh, come on, mate. You you play droids in Legion. You know how to say that word. That's like literally their their, their cornerstone. Like, come on. Um, no, yeah, like we, we were talking about this unit. We're talking about Adam's unit. Um, and as soon as we were looking at the concept of pairing something with it, I thought thematically, let's just go, you know, Master Apprentice. And I could see how they could work together. It, it ends up being mm -hmm. 11 points total. Ahsoka's four, Anakin's seven. You, you take Ahsoka in the in the Delta seven, not the seven B. Um, what sort of upgrades? So we know that he had Chopper on Anakin, Tim, and we know how tactful Tim is with his upgrades. His knowledge about the game is unquestionable. What, what else did he have on Anakin, Adam? I just, I just remember getting remember. chopped, just getting chopped, 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 chopped the, the entire game. I, I could not tell you what else he had on there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure he had other things in there, but I, I think probably typical to this, <laughs> to 2.5, yep. he probably had some dead upgrades on there. Right. So... Yeah, okay. Because... So when I went through it, you know, obviously all of us have different personal flying styles, but when I went through it, I looked at, it's a three dice agility ship. I looked at Brilliant Evasion because 
the economy in that just feels good. Hold on. It is a three dice agility, but if you're putting the 7B, which is what Tim did, if you're running 7B, it goes down to two, but then your offense goes up to seven. It oh, used to be one of my dice. favorite chips in, in when it God. first came out. Yes. Just because you had that flexibility of running it like a lighter, you know, more snipery ship with getting the bullseye or running it as like a tanky, tanky beef, a beef, a, mm. a beefy Anakin with, with, you know, three dice attacks, which is much more my style, much more of like an X-Wing because you've got that three dice attack, that two dice agility, plenty of hull, plenty of shields. That's definitely, what, yeah, that's my style of play. I like, I like, a, I like a tank. Yeah, because you'd have the CLT on it, mm. so... The CLT gives it the additional focus result, which yeah, allows exactly. you massive upgrades on the back end of your modification step. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because the the way I went when we when we spoke about this unit literally minutes before we started recording, I went personal personal preference. Anything with two agility or more, I normally go brilliant evasion. Uh, the idea that Anakin wants to try and get those those arcs. I went extreme maneuvers, swarm tactics, because I would probably pair him with Ahsoka and Ahsoka is initiative three. So that would lift her up to engage at a higher initiative with Anakin at six. And then I also went with, for the sake of the salvage mission, R7A7, which is while you perform an attack, you may spend an, a charge to change one hit result to a crit result. So that gives you that I6 ability to force someone to drop the salvage token when you come across that particular one. Or if you've chipped through their shield and you know you want to hit that hit that crit, you know you can spend that charge. So that, that was the way I went. And I'm a very unconventional player when it comes to upgrades. Tim is far more you know, sort of economic. He's got far more efficiency with what he chooses. I know he thinks about his choices very deeply. Um, Pabs, did you have any ideas about what you might put on Anakin in a 7 or a 7B? Well, definitely like Chopper on Anakin. It pairs so well with his ability to ditch stress and still have maneuverability. And I think leaning into that is what you picked there, Curtis, with extreme maneuvers, that force for that hard turn boost is pretty, pretty, like, it's really juicy. And then for my last two points, uh, Predator, because more often than not at I6 with double reposition or a hard turn boost into a reposition, you're going to get that bullseye off. And range two, I mean, range three, two, or range one, that juicy four dice shot, you know, you roll average, you'll get a blank, you'll re-roll that into something you can convert and basically three to four hits done and dusted. Mm. I do find the comparison really stark these days between seven and seven B, you know, it's six points, but it's only 10 uh, loadout points and you get so much more for your 15 loadout points these days in the game. So mm. it's seven B all the way specifically you know in the current points you know if there's this change is going through hopefully in the month but uh yeah i do like that sort of aggressive loadout with the predator reroll 
So just finishing this segment off, boys, getting getting the unit out of your view, strongest, weakest scenario. Curtis, what is your thoughts on strongest or weakest? Which one? You can pick one of the two. Honestly, with if I looked at the build that I've put together with extreme maneuvers, sort of the main thing in mind, I think a great objective is something like it's it's a bit of a tight one between assault and um and so we're looking at assault and uh, chance engagement. I think the weakest, absolutely, for the Jedi in general, and it can include it, is no exception, is salvage. Salvage is difficult because you can't get that reposition off. So it's always going to be the weakest. Yep, 100% agree. Pabs? Yeah, that uh, salvage limitation it puts on that reposition is really bad for Jedi. I still think paired appropriately, it's not that much of a difficulty. You can obviously kill things that can't reposition a lot easier when you can and you're chasing them down. So I don't think there's much, I mean, the, the, there's drop off there, but it isn't huge compared to other lists or other pilots or chassis who yeah. don't have the flexibility of a 7B. Mm. Well, there you go. There you go, guys. There you go. Where are you, Adam? What's, what's your strongest weakest? As, as, as the player who's been a little more distanced from the game compared to Pablo and myself, who sort of continued through the, through the you know, the changeover, hmm. do you feel like you're really in touch with the scenarios that you'd be strongest or weakest at, or are you still sort of finding your feet? Weakest is obviously the one where you pick up the boxes. What's someone called? Recover the supplies or something. Hmm. Salvage, yeah. Um, salvage. And then Box, boxes, as some boxes, boxes. <laughs> Look, I think maybe another weakness, maybe another weakness is because you've going to have less shifts because he is seven points. It might be the objective where there's only three on the board. What's one's that one? What's the Scramble. three one? Scramble. Because it's a waste of an action too. That's a good point. Well, not that. That's not the biggest deal with a Jedi because they've got the force to back themselves up. He can already reposition. He's moving last. He's probably not the one doing the the, the thing, but he can. He can take it. Like, you know, if someone steals it off you, he can steal it back. Mm. But it, it might be the worst one because you're fitting in less ships than your opponent because you're already, you've yeah. just spent seven of your points on this on Anakin, which is, you know, well worth it. And this is in the Delta 7B loadout, but maybe that one, but but again, I'm not, I haven't played enough. Like the first, you know, I played three games in last year. I've seen him once. Um, I was very impressed and yeah, hopefully we see more or less of him. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) More or less. One of the two that benefits myself. Speaking about something that we want to see more of. The three of us rocked up at a good games top ride and played in their monthly X-Wing event. First one of the year hosted by Tim, the guy we won't shut up about. Thank you very much, Tim, for hosting the event. It's kind of starting the year off on such a good note. Well, yeah, it's judge extraordinaire. Uh, and he was rocking a C4 shirt as well, you know, part of the squad. It's a really C4 one. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I think well, we the represented result- about thirty-five percent of the field. So it's kind of typical, though. So 
how did everyone so first of all it was nine pe- nine people i want to say nine nine of us 11. Nine, we had five tables running with a buy involved okay so there was 11 we people five tables one yeah yeah my yep, math is working math work. yep yep we we all agreed to do three rounds because it was a sunday a little bit more relaxed tim let us know about it nice and early um Speaking to Tim after the event, he also, from listening to our podcast, took uh, on on board some things that we do with our prizes. So both the undefeateds got the same prizing, which I was mm. really I was really happy to see. And then when he actually mentioned it later on, I was I was, I was a little bit chuffed. It is yeah, definitely the way good. that we like to do the prizes here, and I think it's a really good good way to do it. It's very fair. Very uh, fair. No one walks away feeling salty. It's very fair. You know, if two people go undefeated, they deserve the same prize. So, Pablo, you've been to more events than Curtis. So, let, let, I want to hear about your general experience of the day. What did you what you know, what did you like about the day? What was the what was good about it? Well, there's always a good crew that rocks up for these. There's regulars that me and Curtis play with that make a day enjoyable. There's a you know a few. Irregulars, but from C4, so yourself and Albert came along as well. So that was nice to have the squad represent. I had a great time. There was uh, some, you know, other tournament card thing going on on the side, but we got, you know, the space we needed and it was well run. We had, as you said, a relaxed, very much like the first tournament back uh, for a while in that space as being something of more of a coming together than anything super competitive, <laughs> because I'm going to claim that the reason my results are that I didn't, I didn't go there to be competitive. I came there, went to have fun. That's the only reason I went. Yeah. Excuses. Sure. <laughs> sure. Pablo. You and I share this, share a similar <laughs> excuse. So Curtis, uh, you know, you've been to less events just for the people playing at home. You've been to less events than Pablo and myself. How did you feel about the day? How did you feel about kind of going back in X wing? I've been really looking forward to top ride running an event at some point in time. I've been part of the community for quite a while. They're, they're the first spot that I went to just by chance. My wife and I started playing X-Wing together and got told by the store that they have a, have a community that runs up there and I joined it. And it was really good to see an event up there and, and, and running, you know. It felt like it ran really well. I'd love to see bigger numbers there eventually. Tim himself, he knows what needs to happen and how it needs to happen. All in all, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Great to see faces. I saw some faces I haven't actually seen at all yet. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next the next series. I'm looking forward to, you know, what we can run ourselves. But, um, yeah, overall really positive experience yeah i had a really positive experience too i think it was really good uh you know you can't really beat a casual store event and that's exactly what it was and that's what it set out to be um knocked it on the head uh so i think you've written down a question here pablo or curtis sorry curtis a clear win is necessary because it was more than eight people we would have needed four games to have a clear winner but, you know, we, we needed three games, so there was two undefeateds. Me personally, love it. I love a shorter day where the top two people get rewarded and then there's a whole bunch of random prizing at the end. I would really like other stores and other 
anyone thinking about running an event to really take that on just have a shorter day with you know three rounds and then that's it like you know there, there's some some people who went undefeated and they can get a good prize and then there's some other people who didn't and they get another prize and it's and you kind of move on with your day i also don't think mandatory prizing i don't think participation prizing is actually necessary but that's just me personally what about you pabs i think that specific type of tournament that casualness that coming together the socializing and seeing people you haven't seen for a while is what really allows that prizing structure to be effective and feel quite rewarding for everyone who goes and certainly there'll be super competitive people who bring competitive lists and want to you know inverted commas win but they are going to be there regardless of what you try and attempt is ready for everyone else as part of that style of event. You know, not super competitive. You're not playing for the the ticket to worlds. You're not playing for super unique prizing in a sense. You, but there is a enjoyment of the game, enjoyment of hanging out with people. And we went to lunch together and had you know a beer together. So I think that's what really fits, and it, and certainly our brand around community events it works quite well. What about you, Curtis? Do you think you need a clear winner or do you think a shorter day with being a bit more casual is 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 more in line with what you want to do? Now, I feel that if you want that real casual feel, it's okay to have two people go three and out. It's not so bad. I think when you go to four rounds, I feel like that's that point where you cross the threshold of we're here to be social but also test our ability to who wants it the most. I feel like when you cross from three rounds to four rounds, you're dictating whether or not it's about the social atmosphere and people being around each other in a like interest to I'm I'm building a list to mop the floor with people because I really, really want to do well. I think I feel like after the weekend compared to previous events I've been to that moving from three to four rounds feels like where that you know social to competitive change happens so that's that's how i feel i'm happy with it having two people go three and oh and and then share the top prize because that's how it's structured and yeah i, I agree with you adam i think any stores or communities thinking about events where they're running three rounds yeah, I, I fully agree. Yeah, accommodate that into your pricing and adjust as necessary, whatever you need to do to um, to make sure that you're not running at a significant loss. But yeah, 100%. Three, three rounds is the place to be for social and to make sure the community stays happy, involved and connected. Yeah. Pablo. Adam. What were some of the, what were some of the common list styles that you saw during the day? Well, with other than Republic, flips, everyone seemed to be running Republic. I plus two Republic, including people. Adam. So Adam doesn't need to talk about Republic. Um, so having only three rounds also does mean that you get a relatively smaller sample size of playing against in regards to you know what's popular. But I faced a Decimator against Albert. You know some Boy Vader there in support of uh, Mister Oiken. You know, Iden as a classic, you know, 
annoying piece that can do a lot of damage with a heavy laser cannon, but can just survive shot after shot with her ability. And, you know, a bit of a flavor, you know, to taste beyond that from the perspective of what you add. But yeah, let's you know it's a very classic type of uh, empire list at the moment with Mr. Mr. Vader, Mr. Boy Vader doing his thing. Uh, face uh, John Haynes flying CIS. Uh, he had, I'm just trying to remember this, but it was Iron Assembler, which is one of my personal faves. I've just started playing CIS and have gravitated <laughs> to Iron Assembler a lot, except I am, have had such a, you know, built into my muscle memory to avoid asteroids that I completely miss getting Iron Assembler on that asteroid. Okay, Iron Assembler sounds like something from like a Tom Hanks movie. Can you explain to me, please, <laughs> what is Iron Assembler? Because it doesn't sound I was like a say serious Marvel. Unit. I thought I thought you were thinking Iron Man, like from the scrapyard or something. Oh, you're gonna go with like the Iron Giant, giant animation? Where did you get Tom Hanks? <laughs> I I believe Tom Hanks should be in every movie, and that's just my personal opinion. I think wow. we should put him in, in, in Star Wars. I do not disagree. <laughs> I don't like Tom Hanks you- as much as you two boys. But anyway, <laughs> Iron Assembler starring Tom Hanks means he can sit on a rock, he can rotate and then heal or, to be more technical, repair a damage and he has three charges to do that during the games. So you have what is essentially or theoretically a four, three health ship actually be more like a six health ship or survive crits that would do anybody else, you know, serious damage because he can just repair a critical, which means just putting it face down so that weapons fail. No, weapons fail, you can actually repair. Which one is it? Um, Structural damage. Mm. You know, he can get his agility back. That is a very good three-point ship. So it's like having a med droid almost in x-wing and for those yes. those x-wing players listening who don't play legion med droids help to heal so or repair mechanical damage cool exactly what about you what about you big what about you curtis what did you see all your common commonalities in your your games oh my gosh um yeah, right, we'll, Kanan, we'll leave it there then, Curtis. Kanan, Kanan, Decimator. So I vicariously lived through the opponent that I beat in the very first round, which was Albert, a fellow C4 member. Um, I beat shout him in the first Albie. round. Yep, shout out to Albert. It was a really, really tight game. First round um, literally came down to no joke. This is This is not me trying to, you know, make it make it sound bigger than it was but it was last round absolute last round um and i just had ships that could punch in a spot that they could hit and yeah that that was literally the only difference between the two of us but as soon as i beat him i then got paired up with a canaan uh mandalorian fire spray and then a canaan fire spray fire spray which for everyone who knows x-wing Kanan is probably the one ship most non-scum players feel needs 
some form of adjustment to, you know, level the playing field a bit. And, you know, we can talk about that in future episodes, but yeah, Kanan, Kanan is boss. I was, I was pretty happy to get very close to finishing off and almost tabling one of the two lists I played. I think I was three health off actually tabling my opponent in my second game. But um, yeah, it's, it's a big learning experience, but yeah, end of the day, I'm happy with how I went. It was a list I've never played before. So these were the first three games I ever played it. And yeah, I think, I think it's up and out from here. I had a little bit of a different approach because I've been wanting to play uh, a bit of a simpler list. I've been playing pre-builds, mm. so just pre-build cards. So I've been playing the same list for Republic. Uh, I didn't really look at any other factions because Republic has always been my favorite and probably my best competitive faction, so I kind of stuck with them. But I heard on the day that my list... A lot of people have been running a lot of the components and I've versed a lot of the components in my list. So I think Republic might be pretty good for the pre-builds. Your pre-build, honestly, when I looked at it, Republic in general, when we look at the Battle of Yavin and the Siege of Coruscant, the releases we've had so far, of the four factions that are involved, your faction in Republic is probably one of the, the strongest ones once you get the linked actions and the synergies down pat and yeah. to be honest having played legion with you and the way you play your legion lists you know how to recognize those so to me it was perfect for you and your play style and the way your brain ticks well i didn't use their ability once <laughs> that board survived thing. <laughs> oh my gosh what are didn't you doing it. you would have been it, three mate. and oh with that you don't need it mate uh, you do you do. Must shout out don't my listen, round two. Don't listen opponent. to yourself. You do. <laughs> I did play against Republic. I was going to mention because you told me not to, but Vernon round two, who was also running the versions of Republic Siege of Coruscant, uh, Click, Contrail, Wolf, Oddball. I think that's all that fits. There's something missing there. Uh, it may have been an Anakin, four, yeah. an OB maybe. Obviously, it didn't matter. The- you killed it anyway, so... Well, I killed his contrail, but then he killed everything else. And then I had a theme for the day of rocking my my ship. So, yeah, it was uh, it was fun to kill things when I could, and it was certainly a reminder of uh, flying more cautiously because both times I basically set my dial and then forgot that I wanted to go back and change it and didn't double check. <laughs> <laughs> the- Isn't that the story of X-Wing, though? It's my story for X-Wing at the moment. It's what I love. It's just oh, it's my, put whatever it's on the dial. Too. Just set, spin it some I random s- way. Yep. Set a dial, go, oh, I don't remember dialing that. Cop the effects. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, speaking of Vernon, if there was three people I didn't want to verse on the day. It was Vernon, Actor, and Tim. And that's the order I played them in. <laughs> like, I did Ooh. not enjoy that at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vernon yeah. is a strong player. He's very smart. So... Being able to like you know bring those pre-builds kind of more to prove a point that all right, I don't I'm sick of all these upgrades on the table. I want them to be really kind of neat. And there's a lot of upgrades that I don't like on the pre-builds that they're kind of useless to the point where I stopped even putting out tokens for them, charge tokens. I only kept it on the ones that I was going to use. And I completely forgot about that border survive native ability. <laughs> but other other Born than that, for yeah, this. 
born for this. What did I say? <laughs> born to survive. <laughs> yeah. Should we I'm quiz a... you on episode six of uh, Star Wars, Adam? Or... Absolutely, mate. Revenge of Revenge no, of the Sith. that's a Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So it's, yeah, I really enjoyed playing the list and kind of learning it. Uh, I've, I had a lot of reps with it because I wanted to be competitive, especially for our event at the end of the month. And then when this, this event came up for um, top right, I, I really jumped on it because just to get more reps in. So I probably had the most reps out of you boys. And it just goes to show, get the reps in, boys, get the reps in, reps, reps, reps. i got a win and can- zero reps. <laughs> zero um, reps. And then I played two guys that have gone to world championships at some point in time. They were the only ones I lost against. So I don't, I don't consider that terrible considering I have a three months off. So, yeah, but Albert's easy to beat. Sorry, pubs. But he's and- had all the practice against <laughs> you, and you went two and one. He went two and one, and I beat exactly him. Right. He, exactly right. Yeah, I've lived vicariously through Albert. Thanks, Albert. To answer your question of how was it getting into X Wing again, Adam, and what does it need to do to keep me involved? I, I loved coming back to it because as someone who, you know, we, we run events together, I love putting out a three by three mat and dusting my hands off and putting my feet up and calling it a day. Having been running Legion events for the past, you know, eight months and the amount of work that goes into them compared to, I guess, running a, putting a mat down, it's, it's incredible. And that's not to say anything bad about people who do run them or to say that it's harder or easier or whatever. But on the day, it seems like there's a lot more effort that goes into a legit event than it does reaction. It is double the size and double the double the everything. But I, that's why I missed X-Wing because it's I love the simplicity of it. I love how you can you can buy a X-Wing today and use it tomorrow. And I, I, I love all of that about it. It was my first war game. And it's on, really tomorrow special- or right now? You can literally crack the packet and put it on the table. I was just, you know, I get home from work and then my wife goes, what did you buy? And i got to make up an excuse. And then, What are you, you know, talking about? You buy it when you turn up the games night. You turn up the games night, you buy it off the shelf if you're playing in store and you go, boom, here we go. We should also so the- not forget to mention that the top right store was actually auctioning off a superstar destroyer for a game called mm. Armada. And who won it? Teams seems to have won that one as well. I mean, uh, you know, World's Judge, Tia, just winning everything feels whatever it feels like. But <laughs> I had a lot of suggestions and, and encouragement for me to keep bidding on this Superstar Destroyer because it is a brilliant model. It looks amazing. It actually plays pretty good in the game. But as I was explaining to everyone, there's no way to fit it in my space. And if I came home with another big plastic toy that doesn't fit in the space we already have, I'd probably not be showing up at other events. But kudos. <laughs> I, can, I, I can see some wall space behind you where I could fit a shelf explicitly for that Superstar Destroyer. Yeah, Just so that, ask that me count. over. I'll bring my drill. It's all good. I've got it sorted. Well, we'll, we'll bring you over and you can talk to uh, Bronny and see if you can work your magic, Curtis. But, yeah, shout out to Top Ride. Good game for that. Give that auction in, in that happened out of nowhere, but it's very tempting. Well, yeah, just to go back to X-Wing for a sec, I think I, I really enjoyed getting back into it, but I think with Shadowpoint coming out, it's going to be pretty hard to get me involved. 
Um, so overall, guys, happy with what you guys did on the weekend and looking forward to the next event? Yep. I am super keen for ours. I'm super keen to get better with CIS. I'm super keen to see how the points shake out. And we're not expecting huge changes as AMG has made clear. They just want to tweak. But even a tweak in the current meta, which has so many interesting permutations, the standard loadout cards that are coming in these packs that give discounted but very controlled abilities and upgrades is a very oh and obviously the new starter kits that will entice new players and we can actually focus around new player events with those starter kits it's going to be great yeah 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. i would i really like to see that what happens there all right guys well thanks again tim for the event thanks again top right and all the players can't wait to see you come down to our event at the end of the month and play off against some of us only six spots left hurry up play off against some of our c4 scrubs and We'll see who goes C4 top dog again. Can't wait. Indeed. Oh, Adam, if you only you could play my list. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not pre-built, mate. <laughs> if it's, you got to do the infinite arenas for him. My, my list is legitimately what I would call. So I remember when I started X-Wing, some of the podcasts would say, this is the dad list because it was the simplistic upgrades so that you didn't have to think about all the, you know, triple linked synergies where one ship would bounce off another, which would bounce off another, et cetera, et cetera. Mine is the dad list of Empire. It is simple upgrades, but if flown well, it can be effective. So I hope I play you, Adam. I really, really do. It'll be a fun match. Don't know if I'm going to win or not, but it'll be fun. We can practice. We can have a practice game for sure. No, I'm not giving you any free info. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Secret tech. Apply against Pablo. He'll be good practice. Yeah, because I'll lose. He went went zero and three, mate. (laughs) Doing the comment against the big dog, mate. I'll tell you some things. (laughs) I thought you got one, Pab. No, it was zero and three, man. You don't rock yourself every game and expect to win. It was... was Mate, it was the scotches the night before. If you'd have gone to 10 instead of 8, you would have been fine. You would have got three wins. Like Yes, I anyways. was potentially hungover. But moving on to nobody asking about that and our audience questions, we're going to go to our, 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 our country C4 brethren, if you could call that part of the world specifically country. Nathan mm-hmm. Skelly's got some questions. Adam, do you want to take the first? Great questions. I'd love to. How many turns in advance do you think slash plan? Now, I want to answer this straight away, boys. And I'm pretty sure Acta can attest to this because the many times I bump myself. (laughs) Zero. (laughs) I attest. I, I think about zero. But I have a caveat to that. The list that I ran has those eaters where I can reposition in the system phase. So I didn't have to plan too much because I could always get out of jail for free. Mm. But it is definitely, it's a definitely a skill that I have lost from not playing in forever because I had a lot of trouble doing that foresight of, of flying. What about you guys? Where are you up to Pablo with, with your advanced thinking? (laughs) Really nowhere. I 
would like to suggest that I'm thinking a turn or two ahead, but I think my results and the way can actually indicate that that is probably just confusing what I'm going to do right now to the point that it's detrimental any number of ways. So I think I'm just going to go back to that, essentially that sort of reactive in the moment approach to flying. Cause I think that might actually be more me than I've been in the past. And certainly mm. part of my inability with X-Wing at the moment is I am sort of splitting quite evenly between Legion Armada to with my game time, which is fine. I enjoy all three and I certainly am, you know, very keen and involved in all those three systems, but, um, yeah, I don't plan too far ahead. Curtis, are you a big strategic thinker? Well, I mean, mine's sort of what you'd call a staged approach. So first turn where you're setting your very first dial, I'm thinking about three turns ahead. Second turn, I'm thinking two turns ahead. Third turn, I'm thinking one turn ahead. And then it's one turn ahead from there on. So it's yeah it's it's literally you know in my very first dial set i'm going where do i want to be and where do i picture my opponent being in three turns then where do i picture myself and my opponent being in two turns then it's where mm-hmm. do i picture myself and opponent being in one turn and given the style of excellent we're playing and the fact that road rolls play a massive part in it. Like on the weekend, I was running initiatives where I'm running initiative two and then the rest of my ships are exactly initiative five. When I'm playing an initiative five list, so a list that's got any ship at initiative five, I think I think that's the right way to be going. If you've got zero overlaps in initiative, you can think it a turn at a time, but if you got any overlaps, I think it's really important to be thinking one turn ahead because you've got to plan how you're going to remove that stress if you're taking the red focus or if you bump yourself, how are you going to recover from that? So mm. it really is game dependent, opponent dependent. Yeah, that that's that's my personal approach. So Nathan's asked another question. Uh, and how dare you ask more than one name? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more to go. <laughs> what do you what do you consider when placing rocks? I've I'm a little bit old school. If my opponent has a big ship or a medium based ship, I try and get the biggest rock towards the most center part of the map. If he has smaller ships, I try and spread them out. That's what I do. I don't know. Like that's kind of. I just kind of keep it simple. Um, if we've both got a mix of of bigs and mediums, I, I run I run multi. So I'm I now try and corner them. Um, but yeah, that and try and get them to closer to my side as possible. So if I can get all three through my rocks, you know, on my side, I'm okay with that because I can easily fly past them. Do you guys? have any stratagems curtis i understand you don't want to tell me because we're going to have our big matchup soon apparently <laughs> i do not care because it's not going to matter um yeah look i learned a lot from yesterday holy cow it feels like it was so much further back um 
I learned a lot about how I was placing my objectives and my rocks at that point in time. For me, I, I, I at first I thought it was great to place the objectives, sorry, not the objectives, the obstacles, same first two letters, but the obstacles close to the objectives to try and neutralize them from my opponent, especially when they're playing medium and large bases. But when you are playing someone who's got great reps with a medium and large base and good good understanding of the X-Wing game in general, that's just a really dumb idea because they know as soon as the obstacles have gone down exactly where to put their ships. They're not stupid. They know where their measurements are. They know what their base sizes are. They know how to get around those obstacles. So for me, yeah, I, w- I would probably spread my obstacles. Out. It really depends on the on the scenario. Every scenario demands something different. In terms of assault, you're going to try and cover the gaps between objective markers to neutralize them, getting that large or medium base, gaining that two points between two objective markers. So you want to neutralize that. But when it comes to all the other objectives, mainly in chance engagement, you probably want to spread it out because you don't want to minimize that space around that center objective for chance engagement for yourself because if they've got a large base and they park it in the middle you're hurting yourself you're going to bump them normally in that situation you're going to have either a bobber who's going to get free re-rolls or you're going to have an oiken who gets modifications on the range zero so that's that's my experience from the weekend in general and and from past events. So yeah, chance engagement, spread it out, everything else. It's really, you know, dependent on the objective, but most times I'm probably going to try and spread it out a bit more in the future. All right. So Curtis is loving a bit of a spready there. What about you, Pabs? Yeah, pretty much what you guys have gone over. I think the only other consideration is the list that you're facing and your lists. So obviously, stuff like uh, vulture droids or hyena bombers, which can go through or land on obstacles is going to make a difference to some of where you might want to place that. Or even if they're facing, which I didn't see at all over the weekend, I'm not sure if you guys did, but bringing glass clouds, which they can't sit on. Um, But yeah. So being someone who's really enjoyed playing vulture droids in the past, I know I overheard... I can't remember exactly who, but I overheard people saying, you know, I'm so not used to doing this. I'm so not used to being around obstacles and deliberately targeting obstacles. I have no idea who it is, but I think it's someone I talk to on the on the on the regular. But sure. It's can I just mention it's so important to remember your relationship and ratios between the base size of your ship the and, and its relationship to manoeuvre templates, then 
the maneuver templates in relationship to range rulers because if you draw those relationships together you can perfectly measure how to place that droid on that obstacle that's a debris or asteroid not gas cloud mm. yeah exactly so you get all that free info in setup. Yeah. uh sneaky reaper chris chris defer uh has asked are the current missions too biased to high ship counts and actions curtis i'm gonna give you a minute to answer this i'll give you 45 seconds um <laughs> and go honestly so high ship counts i feel like high ship counts in the right faction are really powerful right now the only faction where a high ship count is not powerful is scum scum is really strong at three i think that empire and first order are really strong at four plus that is my personal opinion resistance rebel and cis i think fall in a real gray area that's me pay pay blow wow uh, is that you- lots of ships is that what you're calling me these days? Am I in episode six, Return of the Jardai? Pabes. Pablo. What are you, what are your feelings on the high ships? I don't think it's biased. I think somewhat bias is, well, maybe bias is an interesting word to use in that sense. I think it's intentional from the perspective of the designers of those objectives whether or not you call that a bias or whether you call that, you know, an outcome of design is probably where I think some people consider bias somewhat unintentional or subconscious, but anywho, where you have a broad spectrum, broad spectrum of players, certainly on the, you know, my area of skill, bringing more ships does help you. It does balance out not being able to play with those different types of chases like that three peeled scum list that actor flies to be effective and to win matches so it is there i think it's by design and i think it's not that bad from a perspective of what the game is trying to do which is you know obviously have a lot of things happening from a rolling dice things blowing up you know things coming together and putting chips on the table so yeah that's my my perspective on that whatever yours adam yeah, I, I, I don't like having a lot of ships on the table. I remember pre all these new rules that, you know, three was the, the average. And then if you were having running four, you might've had more chassis, but you usually had less abilities. So taking an extra ship or taking, you know, two ships over, like over the medium of three was like a like a decision and then taking four instead of three was a decision now i feel that if you're not running five ships especially for some of the objectives it, it's a it's a much steeper climb for you to, to do and look i'm i'm not buzzed into the matter i don't i don't know who won worlds i don't know any of the lists just from me playing in the last couple of couple of weeks with you guys yeah i just really felt that the objectives really matter and if you you can't ignore them and having more ships to do more objective stuff is better and that's usually with any 
game that has objectives in it, you need people to do things, whether it's capture the flag or grab a box. You need those bodies to be able to do those things. So having more of them, you know, so when you make a mistake, when you make a mistake, it's you're not as punished because you've still got other people to do things. I mean, what you say is really, really solid because by having that extra body, you're splitting your points as well because when a ship gets taken out, if you've got, say, three ships, let's just go with the average. One of those three ships is most likely worth seven, six or five points. Hmm. That is at the minimum worth a quarter of a victory. So when you hit One five or six ships, portion. yes. <laughs> okay, all that scrounging in that star destroyer. But at the end of the day, if you're running a three ship list, you are at a minimum. If one of those ships, you know, decides to go on to the next life, it's worth a quarter of a victory at a minimum. One on quarter a portion. <laughs> <laughs> on a chance engagement, that's worth, you know, that's worth two and a half rounds. That's quite significant, especially if it's like a Canaan or something like that. So it's a big balancing act to play at the end of the day. Aggression. Did anyone ever want Ray to go back to Jakku and just rip like a turbo laser turret off that Star Destroyer and plop it in front of Uncle Plan and go, what do you give me for this now? Back I'd to rather Jakku. chuck it on the Falcon while it's sitting in the scrapyard, to be honest. <laughs> Could you imagine a turbo laser sitting on a Falcon? I mean, it's bigger than a Falcon, surely. Turbo laser tower. Resistance Ray, eat your heart out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Two quarter portions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mate, all right, last question. Be quiet. Last question. I'm We're, getting uh, full right now, all right? Last question, last question. From Matt Anderson, I believe. His Discord That's handle right. is Matt Ando. Uh, probably in a nod to the Andor show, possibly. Or could be you know, uh, Mando's and, cousin. Yeah, and, Ando. Man, yeah. Mando. Mando. He could be um, Mando. Holy cow, he's been Mando. Yeah, Mando. 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 So officially the Mandalorian of C4. There you go. You've, you've been granted that title. Boom. Tell it's, us, it's, it's trademark. Tell us about your first time playing X-Wing, presumably, or just possibly your first time. I'll let it up to you boys. Pablo, I'm going to let you lead us off. Tell me about your first time that you played X-Wing. So I was at PAX in 2015. 15 or 16 and saw a transport on the shelf of some seller there I'm like that's a cool model i'll buy that and then like as a breaking off breaking it off breaking it break opening the packets on the floor of packs and there's cards and stuff and there's upgrades which i didn't know when they call the upgrades obviously but you know there's a bunch of cards and stuff in there I'm like what is all this i go back to some like why is there suggestion of something more than just the model in this like that's a game here's the starter kit buy that you'll be you'll be very happy do you like star wars I'm like yes i love it I was like buy this you'll be happy so 
that night in the hotel room with, uh, you know, some some hired friends. Nah, some friends who that came. That sounds really bad. <laughs> for the first time, uh, we rolled some X-wing dice, and look, that was 1.0 days, and I didn't actually play like proper 1.0. Basically, until it almost finished, until they, they uh, announced 2.0. But yeah, that was uh, it. It was great, even in in that very limited amount of card pool and, and abilities and ships that we we got between those two things. Like, you know, running two Tie Fighters against a you know transport <laughs> with an X Wing support isn't a very fair game, but it still was super cool to do. What were you, Curtis? What was your first game? Mine was. A bit of a dog's breakfast because my wife and I bought into the game not knowing that there was a faction restriction. So I was flying X-Wing and a fireball, having no <laughs> idea how the game was played. Um, very shortly after we found out how the game was really supposed to be played, even though we'd had lots of fun prior, and I went up to Top Ride where we had, you know, our, our tournament yesterday and played against Craig's son, who was flying a a Phantom and other ships. Didn't matter because the Phantom just hurt me so badly. But, yeah, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a synergy nightmare, so to say, because I'm turning up going, I'm a new player. <laughs> here's what I've got. I've got an X-Wing and a handful of TIE Fighters or maybe a B-Wing or whatever. Like, it feels like I'm flying awesome. But then you've got this Phantom that can cloak, decloak, shoot, then cloak again and, you know, had no idea how to deal with it. It was a, it felt like a nightmare during the game, but at the end of it, there was still that satisfaction of, I know what I need to fix up. I know what to pay attention to. You know, I'll come back next week and I'll be a little bit stronger for for the sake of it. So, you know, and, it, you know, that journey has continued. The guys are strong and, you know, I learn new synergies every single week that I play against the guys up there. But, yeah, it's, um, you know, it was, it was what I'd call a really rude awakening to X-Wing. Very good. My first time was with friend of the show, Albert. We already gave him a shout out, but here's his second shout out. This is in the one point days and we double shout out two shout out portions. Popular. Uh, two portions. He, he, him and I play 1.0 and we didn't understand. We must've misread at the end of the round, you get to take back or you you'd get rid of all the green tokens. So by the end of like the game, each of our ships had like a stack of focus tokens and we were treating them like, <laughs> I guess, calculates. <laughs> not, not spending so like we, we figured that out. We, we were like the classic. We had the starter kit. We played it. We loved it. We each went, went away and like each bought an extra ship. So I had a Y-Wing. He had a TIE Bomber and we played them. Oh, this is really cool. And then kind of realized because this is towards the end of 1.0, there was like 30-odd ships. So every week I'm like, oh, I really want to play an A-wing. So I'd buy one A-wing, 
and then I'd buy three A wings, and then I'd buy. <laughs> oh, I didn't like that. I'm going to buy another X wing. I buy an X wing. Oh, and I'm going to do this. So, and and because we were just playing in person, this is you know before TCS days. We would just that's what we would do. He'd come over and and then he'd yeah he'd buy a decimator and I'd buy three Y wings and we'd have that game and you know and then after every game we'd have a new list and and that was a lot of fun. So I yeah it humble beginnings and and now I've got way too much stuff. Yes. So shout out towards Pabs actually because. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> hey, hey! It does not matter. It's good to it's good to make sure he knows he is recognised. Mm. It was actually Armada that got me in the X wing. Stupidly enough, it was during COVID. My mate, when lockdown sort of lifted a little bit enough that he could come visit, we played Armada. And my wife then came home at the end of that day. We'd spent the whole day playing Armada. And he said, you know, get into it, get into it. And I said to her, all right, have a look at this YouTube clip. And I showed her a YouTube clip, 15-minute tutorial on Armada. But then by chance, and this is how I got into X-Wing, not a, not a word of a lie. On the side of YouTube, it gives you the suggestions and the same YouTuber suggested x-wing so i looked at the the you know tutorial on x-wing i said all right pick up martyr or x-wing she looked at it she looked at the game length and went it's x-wing done i don't want to play that long i'm not doing armada let's do x-wing like hour and 15 minutes done that's how i that's legitimately (laughs) how i got into x-wing not a word of a lie well, I'm glad you chose X-Wing because of the time, because we are out of time here on the Rounds Are Up podcast. Pablo, get us out of here, mate. That is it for this week's Rounds Are Up podcast. I want to thank Adam Brown, Curtis Coggins for being with us, as well as all of you listening. Come find our welcoming and helpful squad on our Discord, Facebook, and yes, even Instagram and YouTube streams via the Flaming Penguin. Links in the show notes, show notes, not the show notes, the show notes that are not. Take mm-hmm. care, yep. roll well, yep. and as always, yep. C4. 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 Thank you all for listening to the Rounds or Up podcast by C4 Squad. Make sure to give us a review on your platform of choice and hope all of your roles are natty crits. Thank you and goodbye. Oh, one before we go, it's been a pleasure being on this episode with you two drinking the entire fucking time. <laughs> and it's it's going to really show on the edit. One Mate, quarter uh, drink at a time. Hey, at least I wasn't cutting straight. out every five seconds. It's not my fault. Oh, I don't know old, who you're talking about, mate. Quarter portion internet over here. Quarter portion internet. Buddy Curtis needs to pay his bills, mate. All right. C4. See you guys later.